Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, the news that vaccines for kids could be just weeks away as Pfizer officially asked the FDA for authorization. The important information for parents of the 28 million children who could soon be eligible when the shot may be available and could the dose be smaller. Plus, as airlines impose vaccine mandates on employees, how it could impact your travel plans. Abortions resume in Texas after a federal judge blocks the strict law. Why some providers are still fearful as the legal battle continues. Bombshell revelations. New details about then-President Trump attempting to force the Justice Department to overturn the election. Tonight, why the plan was called a murder-suicide pact. Search for a cause. New underwater pictures of a ruptured oil pipeline. Could a container ship have caused the 13-inch crack? Hospitals under attack. Tonight, the silent enemy. How cyber criminals are putting lives at risk. And in one case, allegedly leading to the death of a baby. Shipping deadlines. We know it seems early to think about it, but the dates to keep in mind for sending your holiday presents. And expanding horizons, making the great outdoors more inclusive. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with major news in the fight against COVID. Pfizer today applied for emergency use authorization for its vaccine in children ages 5 to 11. Pfizer has said a mini dose of the vaccine is safe for younger children. CBS News has learned the CDC's advisory committee will meet the week of November 1st. That means your child might be able to get that first Pfizer dose as early as the first week of November. This comes as President Biden made a new pitch to convince all eligible Americans to get their shots. 
He also said vaccine mandates are working and a big reason why new cases and hospital admissions are down. And tonight, there's a chilling new number about how many children lost a parent or grandparent caregiver due to COVID. So there's a lot to get to. And CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. You know, doctors have long said that vaccinating kids is key to slowing the pace of the pandemic. And Pfizer's move today means the younger set could start getting their shots about 10 months after the vaccines were first okayed for their parents. Tonight, 28 million children are one step closer to potentially life-saving protection. Pfizer and BioNTech have asked the FDA to authorize their vaccine for use in children ages 5 to 11 at one-third the adult dosage. You want to maximize protection with the fewest amount of side effects. Dr. Grace Lee leads a CDC advisory board. She's a pediatrician at Stanford. Like many other children's hospitals, we have had children who have died of COVID. I think that while the vast majority of children can tolerate the infection and do well, uh, we also know that sometimes we're not able to predict well um, who will suffer severe consequences. Kids make up 22% of the population, but 27% of newly reported COVID cases. Immunizing them could help prevent scenes like this. Danville, Pennsylvania schools forced to close this week because quarantine rates were too high. I was uh, nervous, I should say, uh, because uh, he's under the high-risk zone with asthma. A heartbreaking new study in the journal Pediatrics finds that COVID caused more than 140,000 U.S. children to lose a parent or grandparent caregiver over the past 15 months. That's one in every 515 children. Black and Hispanic children were even more likely to lose a caretaker. 700,000 people dead in the United States. In Chicago today, President Biden argued new corporate vaccine mandates are making a difference. By pushing the number of eligible but unvaccinated Americans down from 95 million in late July to 67 million today. My message is require your employees to get vaccinated. With vaccinations, we're going to beat this pandemic finally. Without them, we face endless months of chaos in our hospitals damage to our economy and anxiety in our schools. And Nancy joins us from the White House. So, Nancy, the administration had been working on that rule to require all big companies to get their employees vaccinated. Where does that stand? Nora, President Biden said today that the Labor Department is almost done crafting that OSHA rule. It would apply to all companies of 100 employees or more. And it would say that those companies must require their workers to either get vaccinated or submit to regular testing. That applies to about 100 million Americans and fines would be imposed on companies that don't comply. Nancy Cordes, thanks very much. Well, tonight, American Airlines is just the latest to warn employees get the vaccine or get fired. Airlines are considered government contractors under the president's federal vaccine plan, so it is a requirement for them. But the mandates are hitting some headwinds. CBS Zero Barnett reports on how this could impact holiday travel. Tonight, a travel warning. Turbulence could soon hit flights as pilot unions resist vaccine mandates and risk losing their jobs. 
what we're looking for is to ensure that there's a pilot in the cockpit. The union representing American Airlines' 15,000 pilots warned staffing shortages could start as soon as holiday travel begins. If you have suddenly in one day have 4,000 plus pilots that are not able to fly, um, that's a big deal. That's worse than this past summer. But the largest pilots association and most major carriers confirm they will follow President Biden's executive order requiring airline workers to get the shots. United says hundreds of its own vaccine holdouts changed course in just the last week. One airline, however, is flying a different route. Some that have very deep-seated feelings and concerns about the, the uh, vaccine, I want to respect that. Delta boss Ed Bastian says he is undecided on the mandate and points to a $200 per month surcharge for unvaccinated staff, putting their compliance rate at 85%. I think we'll be well over 90% by the end of this month. I'm perplexed by Delta's stance. Travel analyst Henry Hardevelt suspects Delta will eventually give in. They have no choice. It's mandate vaccinations for your employees or potentially risk losing government contracts, which for Delta are worth many millions of dollars. There is also a new push for all airline passengers to be fully vaccinated after a bill was introduced in Congress. All of the major carriers, though, have resisted going that far. Meanwhile, our neighbors to the north are already there. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announcing that by the end of this month, you must be fully vaccinated, Nora, to fly anywhere in Canada. That's a big development. Errol Barnett, thank you. Now to Texas, where abortions resume today at some clinics. That's after a federal judge blocked the country's most restrictive abortion law, calling it an offensive deprivation of a woman's constitutional rights. He also accused lawmakers of a scheme to evade the courts. But CBS's Menea Vidal reports the fight is not over. Abortion rights advocates are calling this ruling a win for women in Texas and a strong defense of Roe v. Wade by the Biden administration. This is the justice we have been seeking for weeks. The U.S. Department of Justice sued Texas and its governor to stop the law from being enforced. Last night, Judge Robert Pittman sided with the federal government and granted a temporary restraining order. During a special session last month, Texas legislators passed a law that bans abortions once cardiac activity is detected, usually around six weeks before many women know they're pregnant. It also bans abortions in cases of rape or incest. The law is enforced by allowing private citizens to file a lawsuit against anyone who provides an abortion or assists a woman in getting one. This law took effect September 1st, and since that time, There's 130 little babies every day that aren't being aborted in Texas. So that's one tangible effect, already over 4,000 as we speak today. Since the law was passed, abortions in Texas have largely stopped, and some women are now traveling to other states to get the procedure. Last night, um, we reached out to some of the patients that we had on a waiting list um, to come in to have abortions today. But other providers are fearful, waiting for a definite ruling. It delays people access to safe abortion and displaces them, requires them to travel or delay the care that they need. The state of Texas has already filed its intent to appeal with one of the most conservative courts in the country. Meanwhile, clinics here in Texas, not all of them have started abortions again after six weeks because they are fearful they could be retroactively sued. Nora? Maria Vidal, thank you. 
Well, tonight, Senate leaders have an agreement to extend the government's borrowing ability. That means the U.S. won't default on its debts, which would have plunged the country into an economic catastrophe. But it is only a temporary fix. The extension lasts until early December, when we could be right back where we started. Tonight, a Senate report contains alarming new details on the extraordinary effort by then-President Trump to pressure the Justice Department to overturn his election defeat. It took an Oval Office showdown to stop it. Well, CBS's Chris Van Cleve has all the new details. Then-President Donald Trump demanded his Justice Department reject the election results at least nine times between the 2020 election and January 6th, according to the new report. I think we were barely a half-step away from a full-blown constitutional crisis. The Democrat-written report highlights a January 3rd Oval Office meeting where Mr. Trump weighed firing acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen and replacing him with a loyalist determined to find fraud, allegedly telling Rosen, you don't even agree that I'm right, and the other guy has a different plan. You've made it clear you're going to do nothing. White House counsel Pat Cipollone warned he and other top officials would all resign if Mr. Trump fired Rosen, calling it a murder-suicide pact. The former president abandoned the idea. This moment was spine-tinglingly, chillingly close to shredding the Constitution. Republican Chuck Grassley, who is expected to rally with Mr. Trump in Iowa this weekend, defended the former president. He decided not to do it, and it was the right thing. Mr. Trump is not relenting, declaring the real insurrection happened on November 3rd, the presidential election, not on January 6th. And his former vice president, Mike Pence, is downplaying the violence that day, even though some rioters vowed to hang him. The media wants to distract from the Biden administration's failed agenda by focusing on one day in January. The former president is now demanding his top aides refuse to cooperate with the investigation into the attack. Subpoena documents are due by midnight. We're going to use all the tools available to the United States uh, Congress, up to and including a referral uh, for criminal um, prosecution. And tonight, the committee investigating January 6th has issued new subpoenas, these to organizers of a Stop the Steal rally that took place here on Capitol grounds that day. We have also learned the committee plans to meet with Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen. Nora. Chris Van Cleve, thanks. Well, in Alabama tonight, at least four people are dead after being swept away by floods. All were inside vehicles, including a four-year-old girl. Many others were rescued from flooded streets and homes. Parts of the state got over a foot of rain in a week. The storms also caused flooding today in the Carolinas. Well, in Southern California, the extensive cleanup continues from that catastrophic oil spill that has killed fish and seabirds and shut down beaches. Tonight, CBS's Carter Evans has a close-up look view of the site of the underwater disaster. New underwater video shows a small crack in the pipeline just 13 inches long where the oil leak began. With huge backlogs at the ports, investigators are looking at the dozens of container ships that occupy almost every designated anchor area offshore. The pipeline passes within a few hundred yards of the closest one. No, we don't have a smoking gun. Satellite imagery provided by environmental watchdog SkyTruth shows which ships were in the vicinity at the time of the oil spill, according to CEO John Amos. And we were able to determine that seven vessels crossed over the pipeline. But he says it doesn't appear any of the ships were close enough to snag an anchor on the pipeline. Does the anchor strike explanation still sound plausible to you? If the drag marks are fresh 
from the movement of that pipeline. I don't know what else could possibly do that. Could it have been a corrosion problem with the pipeline that just finally broke through? Tonight, 54 cargo ships are still anchored just off the coast behind me. The Orange County District Attorney's Environmental Crimes Unit has launched an investigation into Amplify Energy. That's the company that owns the pipeline. And now business owners impacted by the oil spill are filing a class action lawsuit. It is likely the first of many. Nora. Carter Evans, thank you. We want to turn now to the growing wave of cyber attacks on American hospitals. 1,100 hospitals were hacked for ransom last year, and this year the number is expected to be even higher. As CBS's Catherine Herridge reports, these hacks are increasingly costy, costly, and potentially deadly. Already struggling with COVID patients, hospitals are now under attack from a silent enemy. A ruthless cyber group is going after hospitals, impacting some critical systems like heart monitors and patient records. Are these hackers putting American lives at risk? Yes. Kevin Mandia, one of the world's leading cybersecurity experts, says his company is dealing with a surge in ransomware, where criminals freeze data and bring hospital operations to a standstill until money is paid. Are these hackers aggressively going after healthcare networks? They are. It's amazing to us. 20% of the victims were healthcare. So these are hackers with no conscience during COVID. Well, I think it's hackers that want to make a lot of money. Mandia says the group he calls Fin12 is a rising threat. The hackers are Russian-speaking. They are thorough. They check financial statements before attacking. Then they get in quick and demand millions of dollars. And there is growing evidence these cyber criminals are even leading to deaths. Healthcare researcher Ed Gaudet says he surveyed over 500 healthcare systems and asked about the effects of cyber attacks. Yeah, the, the data would suggest that uh, people are dying. There's an increase in mortality rates based on ransomware attacks. In Alabama, a lawsuit blames Spring Hill Memorial Hospital for a baby's death after a cyber attack. In July of 2019, Nico Seiler was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. Some hospital monitoring systems were offline. The baby suffered brain damage and later died. Spring Hill Memorial says it handled the attack appropriately. FBI and Homeland Security have warned hospitals to toughen their defenses, but Mandia says Fin12's sees the targets as easy money. Quick hits, but you can get millions of dollars. It's just boom, you get it. The warning, hospitals should expect more attacks. Catherine Herridge, CBS News, Washington. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Tonight, 18 former NBA players are charged, charged with defrauding the league's health plan out of $2.5 million. They include ex-Celtic and 2008 NBA champion Glenn Big Baby Davis and Tony Allen, nicknamed the Grindfather for his tenacious defense. Well, prosecutors say the ex-players submitted phony claims for medical procedures that never happened. 
Tonight, the post office has some dates to circle so you can avoid a holiday crunch. Packages and greeting cards will have to go out by December 15th to arrive by Christmas via retail ground service. First-class mail needs to go out by December 17th. Holiday shipping rates are going up by between $0.25 and $5 per package. In honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, we'll introduce you to a group that wants to get more families to experience camping. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports. First-timers. Yeah. Lisa Pacheco has never been the outdoorsy type. Never put up a tent, never thought about sleeping in a tent. But a recent camping trip with her kids took her a few hours from her San Antonio home and miles away from her comfort zone. It's a good family timing. Their guide, Josie Gutierrez, first camped here at Garner State Park more than 30 years ago. Oh, thank you. Working with Latino Outdoors, she helps introduce more Latino families to Mother Nature. Why don't Latinos camp more? What's the barrier that keeps more of us from doing it? Definitely just not knowing, not knowing how easy it can be. If you're new to a park, you volunteers provide the basics, then let the families explore the land and themselves. Even the little kids knowing, oh, I can make fire. Oh, I can do this. You build confidence. So like for me, I'm ready to go by myself with my kids. Pacheco knew her kids were all in with camping when they stayed offline. They passed out. No tablets, no internet, no phones, and they actually stayed asleep. And dreaming of the next family fiesta in the great outdoors. So nice. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, San Antonio. Tomorrow, kindness multiplied how one woman's yard sale finances a year's worth of random acts of kindness. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.